break the break the press podcast episode six. Um, can't believe we're on our sixth one already, lads. Let's get to the seventh, hopefully. If uh, Russia don't nuke us. Uh, speaking that, of which, that's not happening. Speaking of which, there's a few buys coming up for Chelsea, so we'll see next week as well if Chelsea's been bought. But um, I say let's get straight on to the results and let's get straight on to the fixtures of the weekend that we just witnessed. Uh, nothing changed at the top <coughs> and nothing changed at the bottom specifically. But in the grand scheme of things, I think they did. Um, first game we'll get into is the probably the most exciting game of the weekend, I think, and the most talked about by quite a, quite a bit. Uh, Man City versus Man United, 4-1 at the Etihad. Um, fuck's sake. <laughs> I'm going to leave that in there. That was cute. <laughs> Little doji. 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 <laughs> Just they, have no regard for it. they have no regard for anybody, to be honest. <laughs> they don't give a damn. <laughs> Right, whilst Lamar goes and uh, tells his dog off. Rape at the Etihad. Um, uh, you what, mate? <laughs> what are you saying? Yeah, I swear that's Ralph and yeah, I swear that's Ralph and them, man. And uh, <laughs> it really was Ralph and them, man. Uh, since 2016-17, when Pep took us over. Um, I think I've only seen, since Pep took us over, at the top of my head, I think I've only seen us win once home against United. I think they've been three times in a row now. So this okay. one was a big one for me. That's why I was saying that I didn't think we was going to win. Before. I'm saying before the game, obviously. I mean, after the game, it's a completely different, <laughs> completely different narrative. Um, yeah, I'll just get into it first from what I saw. Um, the main narrative from the weekend has been how bad United were, obviously. And I'm trying to look at some of the positives from the City side, uh, which not many people are talking about how good we actually did play. I know United did not play well at all. Uh, well, for the second half anyway. Um, it was good to see uh, De Bruyne have that ruthlessness in front of goal, which I've not seen in the past few games at all. Uh, a lot of pass around the box in the past few games, but Jack came back. And um, it wasn't the case. It was passing inside the box, which I like to see. And then a lovely few rockets in front of De Gea's face. Um, but yeah, like I said, we've not beat you guys for a while, uh, Man United. And it was good to see a uh, brace from De Bruyne and uh, Mahrez as well. And you know what, uh, college, you know yourself, it could have been a lot more than 4-1. Um, so it's going to help the goal difference in the end as well. Uh, but like I was saying about Jack as well, it's good to see Jack causing trouble instead of Sterling because he combined quite well with Bernardo in the final third. Uh, and gave KDB all that free space just to do all his nuisance. And he did all his nuisance. Um, Jack brings a lot of more panic in the box than Sterling does, which is why I think we score a lot more goals usually when Jack's in that front three. I know Jack himself doesn't actually score many, but um, he causes a lot more panic and plays people in a 10 times more quicker than Sterling ever could, uh, which is why KDB had so much freedom inside um, inside the box. Um, Sancho's goal was great. I mean, Collins will speak on that as well. It did seem like maybe that could have turned the tide. You might have come back, for me anyway. Uh, but yeah, it was just really poor, really poor Man United. Um, a lot of poor and rash clearances that led, they even led to the second goal. Uh, with Foden's flick over his um, Maguire's head and then De Gea had to make a double save but still couldn't keep De, uh, De Bruyne out. Um, 
De Gea's saves are holding the club up for me at the moment. I mean, I know you can see the four, but what is he doing in other games that where, where you're winning or you're drawing um, for him to be saving that much? Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's just nice to see because I didn't expect it. I expected a loss because you, United were going to come with a high, aggressive press, which you did um, as well. Uh, but and usually you beat us with that as well, but you didn't this time. Um, the second half, you lot just seemed defeated already. I mean, there was a water break in between. I can't remember why and why. I, 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 when when it was happening as well, I was seeing Pep talking to our players and everyone was listening, apart from Jack, actually. But everyone was listening, everyone was fired up. And then I looked at your, Ralph talking to your guys and there was just dead silence. They, they, they could have been anywhere. There was, there was no emotion there whatsoever. Um, it was really a, a game of two different teams and where those teams are in the league and in where those teams are in, in their development at the moment. So, yeah, it was just a good game all round from a City point of view. So, yeah, that's me done with that one. Collins, what did you actually think of um, your setup on the way into the game? Because it was a bit of a different um, sort of formation, wasn't it? Having a full, uh, bringing a false nine to Pep's... Got big, not, not even just well, a false nine. Popper was it was a front. it was a four two two two. So essentially, yeah, was playing up front. Ralph's um, signature formation, which he trialed at, at the beginning of the season, or at the beginning of the season, at the beginning of his tenure with us, um, but obviously without a recognised striker. So essentially, Bruno and Pogba up top, uh, Sancho Alanga occupying the space on the sides, and uh, Fred McTominay as two central midfielders. Um, we started quite well. Um, we actually uh, were pressing in a good, like, formation. Like, we kind of pressed as a team and we nicked the ball off you guys a few times. Um, you guys obviously got a goal very quickly, but it wasn't necessarily as uh, indictment against the way we were playing. Hence why we, we scored. And I, I felt like the go our goal was coming. Um, yeah, that's why the Sancho level, I thought that... that Nothing was sealed when that went in. I thought that the yeah, game one yeah. when Sancho was there was a in. game. There was a game at that point. Genuinely, Wambasaka did well to chop. Um, I think it might have been Cancelo, and then plays it to Pogba. Pogba with a nice ball over the top to Sancho, and Sancho obviously says, "You know what? I'm not going to take on Walker for pace. I'm going to try and find a corner and bends it around um, your keeper." So it was a good. It was a good goal. Um, genuinely, we're playing good football, um, but. I guess after that water break, everything just unraveled. Um, your your passing was just too much for our, our two centre midfielders. Like um, McTominay and Fred just didn't know where to go, where to be. If you watch that second goal closely, you'll watch um, Lindelof get pulled out of position. And admittedly, as much as Foden made a fall out of him, you you watch McTominay's movement and he's not tracking his man. Yeah, McTominay's McTominay. If you watch uh, highlight rule of McTominay in that game, he's literally just jogging. Yeah, like I, the I whole game. The the just game. honestly, mate, Vincent, just jogging, man. He's not a midfielder. He doesn't know what necessarily he is. And then there's Fred, who does everything with high intensity, but oh, essentially he's just a traffic cone. Like he just gets <laughs> like people run past him, like he's like a a checkpoint. You know, it's just not. To like, there's this funny thing with Manchester United fans and fanfare, and it's that essentially that we're a more solid team with Fred and McTominay being in the midfield, but it's just not true. It's just not true. For the last 20 minutes of that first half, we we're just getting cut open, and you could tell that Pep told Cancelo, Rodri, 
and Bernardo to occupy the space in front of McTominay because he's not going to hold it down. He's not going to be able to track his runners. And that, that. that happened. He doesn't have legs for that. Time and time, and don't get me wrong, I was giving Wan-Bissaka a bit of stick at the, at, during the second half, I mean the first half, sorry, but there's only so much I can really be mad at him because well and truly, uh, McTominay didn't do him any favours. So yeah, the first half, the last 10 minutes were kind of a <laughs> warning sign that yeah, if you let this City team cook, you know, more goals will come. Now the second half, well... I mean, I'm not, just... I'm, not, I'm not really sure what to say about that second half. That second half is really just a, a summary of what this team is. I think I told you guys a few few episodes ago, like, I don't think... Man United have the, the personnel, but we don't have the... Um, we don't have the desire to, to finish in the top four. And that second half... That was a brilliant really yeah, show yeah, that, that to was me. was a brilliant... Um, they have... That, that team has no spine, no leadership, nothing credible going for them and i i feel like that is a damning indictment of this season well and truly um and it was a manchester so... derby. I just just to say it was a manchester derby um yeah. and uh, what was the score at half time was it was it still two it was two one so two -one. We're, we're still in the game technically it was two, two still in the game technically it was a manchester derby and i had i had no fear that we was going to lose that game five seconds after the second half Something like that. Yeah, it but was. It was absolutely wrong. appalling. It's something truly, absolutely. Wrong. And as many absolutely games as you lot can go and yeah. you know win a cup competition or something like that, there's something rotting at the club because you lot should have came out right in that second half. Rashford should have came out and started that second half, in my opinion, not so late on. Rashford <laughs> is such a nuisance to us. He's one of the biggest. Yeah, but he's. Yeah, and I and that's what we were talking about last week. We assumed that it, we might you might see Rash up front, but yeah. the fact that we have no recognized striker playing, and the fact that you know uh, Ronaldo is quote unquote injured, Cavani is like I said to you guys in Uruguay chilling. So yeah, and the fact that you, you know still what? can't I get, don't think, I don't think he's coming back this season. You know, <laughs> probably not. <laughs> he's just gonna stay he's probably looking at like yeah, this it's looking like a wrap. So I want to stay here. Long hair, don't care. Li That's cool. Literally, on. and you know, you and as a Rashford, you still can't get into the team. That's a damning indictment of of your form. And I'm gonna get into him in a second, but yeah. I just want to quickly touch on just our our level of incompetency in that second half every single time I'm not going to spend too much time on this man but you guys know where I'm going every single time this Bruno Fernandes man has the ball in transition he will just turn it over he's yeah. not he 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 came to this club and he was very he played very well and he and he brought us at a level where we were quite frankly disgusting but he managed to bring some form of quality to our team so this so now Man United fans kind of herald him as the, the guy who always tries hard but there's a difference between trying hard and actually playing well like him and him and uh him and kdb were having a little laugh at half time but in my brain i feel like kdb must be thinking listen mate i know who you are i knew i know what type of player you pretend to be there's a point in the foot in the set in the first half where kdb plays an amazing cross field pass amazing bruno has the ball in the exact same position and tries to do the exact same thing and he just gives it straight to Cancelo. and yeah. that's that is literally a summary of who he is he's not the player who they think he is is just a goals and assists merchant, and his performance on Sunday was absolutely disgusting. Him and you him, say he was worse than Do you know what's so funny? Mm. Maguire was bad, but he wasn't our worst player on Sunday. Uh, he wasn't our worst player on Sunday. He was bad, and and he is a bad player. Believe me, I, I'm one of his harshest critique critics. Yeah. But he wasn't our worst. McTominay wasn't on the pitch. 
Yeah, I, I was. Yeah, I was going to say McTominay was by far worse. You guys were basically playing with ten man. He was like, not on. He wasn't on the pitch. Yeah. He was just was just jogging everywhere. Every single time you guys had the transition and the we had the opportunity to press, especially in the second half, we all it, it, the space was always created on McTominay's side of the pitch. Yeah. Pep targeted McTominay. I'm telling you this as a fact. Like he said, that McTominay brother doesn't know where he's going, so target him. <laughs> so the third and fourth goals were basically just a you know a, a, a summary of that. The third goal, what was it? The the corner. And then an absolutely yeah. nice North African half. Yeah, but like to, to, to be honest, like it's just like no one even thought about trying to close him down at no. all. Exactly. I wouldn't even blame nah, I wouldn't even blame them if they didn't see Mares did that earlier on and he missed in the game. Yeah, he did, he did. That is not the first time they've seen that play. And that's why I couldn't. That's why I was a bit confused about it. Was because they already seen it before. If, if that was the first time, it's just kind of like, oh yeah, you you caught yeah, it. Right? Second time, it's like, listen, mate. Like, yeah, it's like one, of the midfielders, one of the midfielders have to press Mares at that point. At least close him off, close him down. Don't give him the space to take such like like he took time right with it. I know it was a one. Of course, it was, it was reminiscent time. of the. It was reminiscent of the Robben shot uh, for yeah. Bayern Munich in the Champions League uh, ten years ago. It's yeah. the exact same thing. So I just yeah. feel like, you know, it's poor. And then obviously the fourth goal, the fourth goal is David De Gea. His, yeah. his, his, um, his distribution is absolutely disgustingly cra- yeah, like it, trash. He, basically, he, start, he started the Man City attack with that distribution. He literally gave, I think it lands at Rodri and then Rodri yeah. plays it into um, Mares. And again, watch that goal and watch McTominay. There's a clip of uh, there's a clip of Roy Keane where he's talking about that that goal and he's like, look at McTominay, look <laughs> at him, bro. He's just he's just oh, yeah. not there. Yeah. He's literally just jogging, and it's it's absolutely insane. Like he is, he he's he's got a lot of passion. He has that thing that you know that English people love passion and desire. But if you're talking about technique and being a midfielder, your awareness, he has absolutely none of it. Yeah, and he's got none of that. That's the fourth goal. And, you know, De Gea, like, I, the, only, the only player I can really say can hold their head high off that game is Sancho and, to some degree, Paul Pogba. Once Pogba came off, I said, yeah, this game's, a, it's, this game's done, man. And Lingard and uh, Rashford. Lingard wasn't on the pitch either. Lingard yeah, did absolutely enough. nothing. He was basically protesting on the pitch. And Marcus Rashford, like <laughs> oh, Rashford, that's my that's my that's my favorite player in this Man United team. But I think I'm running out of ways to to defend him. And I I feel like the the Rashford situation is very multi layered and complex. But yeah. this end up like North Africa Africa. ended up. Uh, it's very likely. But what I will say, just off of the performance, I'll talk about the performance first. I don't want to be biased, but yeah. if I'm talking about his performance on the pitch. He was terrible. He's he's been doing what he's been doing with uh, this low level of confidence I see in him. He keeps his head down and he runs into cul-de-sacs. And that's his... He had two opportunities to break. One one opportunity was he was through on goal and what did he do? He overfought it. If this was Rashford from when he burst on the scene, you, we've both... We've all seen uh, Mbappe's goal today. Yeah. He doesn't even have time to think. He's just going to shoot. Rashford from two years ago will shoot. But Rashford today, with no confidence, he literally runs into free man and tries to do... Tries to beat them all. And similar to the second run, uh, the second run, he just runs into a cul-de-sac. Bruno Fernandes is in acres of space and he just hoofs it and it ends up in um, Edison's feet or on, his, on Edison's head. And it's just an damning indictment if he's like playing the way he's playing. His head is down. He's not pressing. He's just, 
he looks like a man that is devoid of all confidence and it, it as a as a Man United fan and then him being a Man United no a Manchester United product and being born and bred from Manchester mate we've got nothing left I'm being dead serious we've, we've got nothing we literally yeah. if we're, we're if we're capable of breaking this player then this this niche this team has nothing left so yeah, all in all, a terrible performance, but not surprising. I did tell you, Amal, you're going to win because we've not played any good opposition. And the only good opposition we played, Atletico, they made us look terrible. So, yeah, I'm not surprised by this performance at all. The, re- the reason I thought you lot would win is obviously because of the previous... When you, when you come to Etihad, and you, even, if, even when you lot are not informed, you still, I think the past three might not have been informed of those games as well. You still beat us with Rashford as well. And now you've got Sancho as well. So I was a bit more shook. And you, I thought you lot might just turn it up because you're playing against us as the derby, but you didn't yeah, do the derby as well. So, um, do you know what it is? You were back in the day when you lot, like we used to obviously win every single year and you lot used to come yeah. to Old Trafford and you'll take, you'll get a result. It's one of those, it's one of those games where form doesn't matter, but one, one thing you guys can take from watching this, this uh, game is that this Manchester United team have nothing about them. They don't them. care. They're I'm telling they, you this for free. They don't care. They don't care. There's no leadership. Them. There's no hunger. There's no desire. And there's a whole bunch of excuses coming out in the press. And I just feel like this iteration of this team which had a lot of promise at the beginning of the season i had a lot of high hopes but it's it's unraveled itself quickly and what they need to do is they need to just yeah. blow it up delete club start start afresh keep sancho keep alanga and try and beg pogba to stay and just build around build around them including Varane, around them four and just get rid of everybody else rashford i think we should keep just purely because we haven't got anybody else and i think he can recover his form a lot of people have short-term mentality of Rashford and they hold him to... I feel like he gets the most abuse out of all of our players because he, he, he definitely put us it's on his back a few times in his career. And you've got, to give, you've got to give the local lad a little bit more time. But besides those five, I'm dead serious. You can sell everybody else for me. Every single other player. I, I've never disliked a Manchester United club or team as much as I do now. You're not going to really, though, are you? Yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, that's my thoughts. But yeah, <laughs> well, you guys played well. I mean, yeah, you guys didn't even come out. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think a lot of people have forgot that we actually did play quite well. Um, even 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 me, because like I said, that second half it was so lackluster from you lot that um, yeah, even you could fit. But we were just a lot more for the because the past few games that we'd had the Spurs one, uh, the Everton one deal that we beat them, we just look a lot more mobile in midfield. Um, which is why McTominay couldn't have McTominay would have been able to handle Gundogan for sure. He would have caught on. No, McTominay is a shit midfield. McTominay's apparently faster than him anyway. So no, McTominay. I don't know. I don't know. But like every time I watch this guy play, yeah, he's not on the pitch. Like. The reason why I pointed him out in the chat on when when, when you when last week was because this is I see him like this every I know Maguire gets a lot of stick and obviously you know us we we like bantering about Maguire because he's just a fridge right but <laughs> obviously the, as as much as Magu- like as much as Maguire is a bad player I, I I don't think McTominay gets enough um kind of like light on him of him because what he does is right he. He's so anonymous that people forget him, kind of thing, and, and mm-hmm. forget that he's actually playing really bad. 
because he's, he's a non-midfielder, like, as a midfielder, he's not good. Well. So is he that... gets a bit of a free pass there as well. Yeah, exactly. He gets a free pass, and then and then I think he had like he had an in... he he was the one who did the post-match interview, and then obviously started grilling the front line or whatever, saying that you know they need to be less fancy or what, which I don't disagree with. But bro, obviously... he was he was right. He was talking. Yeah. You know, he was talking about uh, Bruno Fernandez. Yeah, 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 hundred percent. You know, he was talking about, about Bruno yeah, Fernandez, yeah, and he's right, bro. Yeah. He's right. Yeah, exactly. So, but what he does, yeah, he doesn't in midfield. First of all. <laughs> When whenever the United backline have the ball, he doesn't open himself up for a good pass either. And then when he does receive it, he plays a square one. So he's never yeah. in the right position to basically kind of take that ownership to to really drive that ball forward or go go in. Like he, he the only time I've seen him play well is like against the like lower sides, right? Then he, he had that he had that game of his life of the season uh, against Burnley, and then he, gi- he gives you he gives you one of those a season, and then. Yeah. All the Man United fans clamour to him and pretend like he's a... Gets him 10 starts as well. Like, absolutely, yeah. he's not that player. He's never been that player. He was a he was a striker in the in the academy. I did not know that. Oh, was he? I did not know that. Oh, I did not know that. Scott McTominay was... Uh, was uh, what's his name? Was Jose Mourinho's last fuck you to the club. That's what it was. <laughs> he didn't like Pogba. And he said, you know what? I'm going to use this kid to troll you. And that's exactly what's happened. And here we are. The yeah. sins of Jose Mourinho, bro. That's enough, what it is. With Scott McTominay, it still feels like we're talking about someone uh, 19. He's 25. He's older yeah, than Rashford, in yeah, fact, yeah, actually. Younger, I'd, I'd say that. It's, insane. it's insane. It's insane. And uh, you see how much stick Rashford gets. And uh, a lot of it is warranted, but it really roused me up because there are some charlatans in that team. Bruno Fernandes was worse than Ra- Marcus Rashford uh, on Sunday. And I guarantee you, if you ask any Manchester United fan who was our worst player, they'll somehow blame Rashford. Yeah, you always so either blame Rashford or, 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 or I mean, or I, I think Rashford. they already are, right? I think, yeah, I think they already are. Fair enough, but they always. I think I a lot like of Man, U, Man U fans yeah, resent the yeah. fact that Rashford went on to bigger things with the the the, the school stuff and the free breakfast stuff. I think a lot of Man United fans need that as some sort of um, free press to say, "Oh well, oh you you misplaced the pass. Well, can you not feed kids then? You know what I mean? It's one of those short-term mentality crap." On that, yeah, a special, a special fuck you to uh, Gary Neville. And I'll tell you why. This Gary Neville, Bradley, yeah. Tell you this, sorry. He, he, pretends, he pretends to talk a lot of sense. But one thing he is doing, and a lot of the Manchester United pundits are doing, they are making the situation so much worse. So <laughs> he's come out and he's come out and said, there's, this, there's a leak in the Manchester United team. And there's somebody who's coming out to the press and essentially putting out all these briefs that try to control a narrative. Now, there's a, there was a story the other day that came out saying Marcus Rashford wants to assess his, his options before oh, yeah, the contract, yeah. right? And shortly afterwards, Gary Neville tweets or quote tweets the article and says, here we go, with a, with like a, a water sign, essentially alluding to the fact that Marcus Rashford is the, the, the leak. Now, as somebody who's played for the club and someone who was a former captain, that's something you do with in house. I don't. You're a pundit now, and okay, you're you're you have your your loyalties are different. But if you really care about this club, you 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 talk to Rashford directly. You don't you don't stoke the fire because now the, all the all the fans are turning on him and making the situation worse. I don't like that kind of shit. And you have players like Bruno Fernandez, Harry Maguire, yeah, no constantly back to back dropping zero out of tens every week, and you want to turn on on Rashford who who played through the injury barrier, who played through times of you know of turmoil turmoil in his like in his actual like with his body and you think this is the time to like actually get onto him like nah man like fuck you bro like you don't care about this club 
And if I was Rashford, bro, I'll I'll leave, man. I'm dead. Like this, this, this version of Man United is just. It's not the Man United that. I, it's not even that it should be the Man United I grew up want to seeing because at the end of the day, that's not going to happen again. But what I want to see is a team that is competent. This club is not competent. <laughs> like that is a shambolic performance. Spurs, who are not even in a great situation. You lot came out and played against City in that second half. Yeah. Like you came out to to see them, like, and you played fantastically. You don't even have, you probably have maybe slightly less quality than we do across the pitch. But you came out and you played because you had something to play for. This Man United team showed me absolutely nothing, and I felt zero after that after the loss. Like not even upset, not angry, just 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 zero. So yeah, man, we're not. We're, I think the Rashford thing was kind of the last, the final straw for me, really, yeah. because he's a player that I, I really check for and. It's just very disheartening to see United fans just turn on him and yet root for Mr. Bruno Fernandes. But hey, well, Fernandes is PR man after last season now. Yeah, they love obviously. Bruno. They love him and it absolutely drives me insane because we all we actually have accepted the level of mediocrity, which which is actually kind of disgusting. Yeah, do you know? But hey, this all sounds very Arsenal to me. All this, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, but you know, the way things are going. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. We got, we got, we got, we got to do a lot of, we got to do a lot of, um, of groundwork and get rid of a lot of players in the summer, but and get the right manager. But we'll see. I don't know if this this club is competent competent enough to do that. So. This is your first yeah, boys, summer. Kind of, I'm, I'm, Sorry, go um, ahead. Yeah, just yeah, I know it's unrelated to the podcast, but Real Madrid have just got two goals in two minutes i'm watching as we that. speak yeah i'm, I'm watching the game right now i just didn't say anything i just, just, just bro i just it, what um, ridiculous <laughs> crazy man honestly um but i just want the last thing i just wanted to say on, on the, the the united aspect is that um because i was having a conversation with my dad and even he was just thinking because he doesn't watch football too often but he does catch the game every now and again and um he was just sort of just thinking like what what on earth has happened to you know, Manchester United. And then I was explaining to him, explaining to him, you know, the situation. It was like, ah, oh, terrible. And then he just kind of just said something that caught guy. He said, okay, so what enough is going to happen to Man United? And then I had a thought about it for a second. Mm. And when you really think about the situation that's happening at the club, all the, you know, the, 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 the turbulence with the media and obviously the poor performances which are showing, I, I kind of, you know, tried to put my, my like, you know, myself in the player's shoes. And, I kind of had a bit of sympathy in the sense that of all the things that are happening, I don't think there is sort of like similar to like probably what Amar was saying. I was a bit arsed in the sense where there wasn't really a plan. There wasn't really a five term, like five year plan and like, well, essentially a short term plan, a long term plan. It doesn't feel like there is any direction that United are going in. That's obviously indicative of the fact that I have a manager who they've, who they, they've only literally got in um, for the last couple of months. And and and, and now he's going as well, which never helps. Yeah, but now there's always apparently a talk of uh, maybe him signing a long-term contract. Um, the fact, um, and it just kind of just seems like they're in this um, transition, but it, it's not a transition that's on the field. It's a, it's a transition that's happening in the club, and it's having such a prof- profound effect on on the players 
that I think that when, as a player, when you think that obviously your livelihood is obviously playing this wonderful game, that mm. that they just seem to be like unsure of their own future. Because don't, let's be mm. honest, those players they love this club. A lot of the players, even though you know this is the, they've they've been there it's for, one, for years. He scored the game. Sorry, go on. Yeah, and and it just seems to be like I like I, I I get the feeling that a lot of these players are just so unsure of the future of their own club, not necessarily their, their own future as to whether they're stay or not. But like, yeah. want- Do you know what? Um, talking on the this uh, transition, the 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 reason why we're we're fucked up right now and we're in panic mode is simply because this cultural reboot that Ole touted just went to shit essentially we yeah. spent 150 pounds 150 british sterling on harry Maguire, aaron wambasaka and daniel james just think that in guys no, no, but just that's, think that's really funny you bring it up because that is what, what i was about to bring up with with what Mombato said Mombato was saying that at the moment there's obviously no pure identity but i really do think there is i think that for the past maybe four or years you guys have wanted to be the guys that get all the english uh talent it was sort of yeah it was british core. core it was british core sure. but then once we sacked ollie that, that essentially That's... now it's panic mode now we don't know if we want to do that and quite frankly i've never I, you guys know how i feel about yeah no, 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 but bar like a few a few men I'm obviously yeah, Barbara, really kind of my favorite player ever. I don't, I don't, you know, it's not worth spending all that money. So, yeah, we're gonna have to just start again. I'm thinking, just go get Utes, man. Go get Utes, spend yeah, shrewdly, and just start from scratch. Grab, grab a couple of the uh, the academy academy boys. Bring back Diallo. Bring back Palestri. Garnacho is playing well in the um, academy. McNeil's playing well. Get, get um. Garner back from not in Nottingham Forest. It's not an it's not an unattainable situation, but it's just something that needs to be handled with care. And I think if you get a manager who likes playing the youth like Ten Hag, I think it can work. But yeah, we yeah, remain to be seen. Mate. Ten really Hag, if you get Ten Hag, you might end up getting some of those Ajax players as well. Then you you're back in the big I hope time. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'll take yeah. Sebastian Haller at this point. He's like top scorer in the Champions League. And it isn't top scorer in the Champions League as well. Yeah, I'll take him. I'm dead serious at this point. Didn't do well at West Ham though, so I don't know. Maybe it's a, a Dutch league thing. Anyway, what, what yeah. other games were there? I'm, I'm Man United <laughs> out. <laughs> so that was the main one. We'll move swiftly on to well swiftly. We'll move on to quite a high scoring game. Uh, this is Vincent's team. Everton fan, he lost five nil to Spurs. Um, <laughs> You're such a hater, bro. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so yeah, Spurs Everton five nil. Vincent, what happened? Um, to be honest, right, I think we just. To be fair to us, right, I would like obviously Everton are not a great side. Um, and well, for those that are confused right now, I'm a Spurs fan, by the way, not not a, not an Everton one. A Marsh trolling successfully um i think that get it's weird because obviously i actually thought we'd go into that game struggling to be fair because obviously you guys already probably heard in the previous episode when we lost to middlesbrough in the middle of the um uh, recording uh one nil and i thought something i thought maybe everton would come with something first of all Frank just likes to troll us most of the time, even when he was a player, as uh, when he was playing in Chelsea and things like that. He called us three-point lane. So, you know, doesn't seem to be the case this time. But, um, yeah, I just thought maybe he'd come with a bit, you know. Ah? Uh, 
That was when he was at Chelsea, though. No, that's what I'm saying, right? So when he was... No, no, but it, it was... Even as a player, like, I mean, to be fair, I don't think... I don't really rate Frank as a... You know, I don't think he's a great, great manager. He's always, he's always leaked goals anyway. It's always how he's been. No, you're um, right, you're right. But, but obviously with this Everton side, I think he kind of let that go a bit too much in terms of that, like, thinking that he could take the game to, to Spurs. I don't, I don't think that was the right approach, personally. I thought it was going to be a little bit more even. I thought he was going to play more of a medium block, which, to be honest, if you watch the games we play, we've really struggled to break uh, medium and low blocks down. Like, we have no creativity there to get, like, that final pass into that third. Which is why Kane ends um, up having to go back yeah, on himself. Yeah, Kane ends up having to field so much, yeah. He, he's basically our midfielder at that point. Um, so I thought the game was going to sort of be like that, a bit more a lot less one-sided and obviously with them kind of having to fight the relegation zone and stuff like that, I thought they would come with like a lot of, you know, a little bit more. I mean, they didn't have, they didn't have a lack of intensity. I'd say probably their intensity was the reason why we scored so many goals. Um, but I just thought they'd come in with a better game plan. And then I thought it'd be really hard to break them down. Wasn't the case literally what I think we, we started to get, I mean, they started well, um, to be to be quite fair, they had um, decent possession in the first 10-15 minutes um, and it was looking a bit dicey. I was getting a bit frustrated, I'm not going to lie, because we lost the ball quite a lot in midfield as well. Um, but then all of a sudden, it's just almost like we found like a way to get behind the defenders all the time. Um, just good passing from, I guess, you know, as I mentioned, like Benton Claw, like it's great to get him back in with Hoybier, like them two in midfield is, is, is just so much better than Harry Winks. <laughs> um so, you know, it's a bit more solid that way. And yeah, he played a great pass out to uh, 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 Ben Davis, who then threw board Sessignon. It was a great cross uh, uh, in, wouldn't really call it, it wasn't like a high ball cross or anything like that. He just, he just whipped it in for, for Kane, but obviously Keane uh, actually owned gold it. And I think that's probably like his Sessignon deserved goal. an assist from that ball, though. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, he did. Sessignon was yeah, yeah. beautiful. Yeah, that, yeah, that, yeah. that whip had pace on it, you know. Deserved, that deserved to end up going in there, even if it was the wrong Keane or Kane, whatever. That deserved to yeah, go Yeah, yeah. You know the thing is with Keane, like I was going to say, he scored a lot of own goals this season. Yeah, it's we can at the moment. Literally three or four. Like, it's just ridiculous. Um, and literally from that, it felt like after that, we just broke them wide open. Like It's almost like we found a way to get get um, get behind them all the time, obviously with Son's pace. Um and Kulusevski is still playing very, very well for us. Like, I'm, th this guy has joined yeah, that. Team and he's literally fit right into that spot. I, I, and um, I, I tell you what I noticed with Kulusevski just before we go. He's actually popping up in those pockets, pockets of space that Lucas wasn't before. So yeah. your your forward runs a little better. Yeah, exactly. And then obviously because he's a left footer as well. When he's in that, when he's on that right channel, when he does, when he does. Um, when he does uh, break into the middle, he can shoot. Uh, whereas Lucas Moura normally, he, he needs to get a little bit more central before he starts. He's a dribble. He loves a dribble inside. He's Brazilian. Yeah, and, 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 and do, you know what, do you know what I actually hate about that right-hand side of um, uh, of Spurs? Right? And, and you guys know how much I complain about our wing-back situation as well. It actually is the pairing of Emerson and Lucas Moura. These two guys piss me <laughs> off when they're both on the pitch. Like, they piss me off so much. It, when the, 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 the one who pisses you off just as much, I think Doherty played really well. No, um, so I was going to get on to him because the because the, the thing is, Doherty actually played <laughs> his best game. Right? Got an assist as well. Lead, I was saying that about his Leeds game, right? But that one actually was his best game. Um, yeah. And 
he played he played with Kulu really, really well. And I think their pairing is a lot better and a lot stronger than, than Emerson and Lucas Mora. And obviously, the reason why I think Emerson and Lucas well, first of all, Emerson, like I say, he can't cross a ball. He's not a really, he's not really a wing back, and he's he's attacking is just awful. And I mean, his defending is okay, but that's the best part of his game, and it's not even that great. I know he's young, so I, you know, I I know there's a lot of people wanting to get rid of. I think he should stay. Just he's young, right? He, he needs to develop. He needs to learn how to play the system. We didn't buy him to play in the back five, you know. So um, he still needs to develop. Um, but yeah, Doherty. I don't know what happened. He suddenly could do through ball passes. I've never seen that in my life. He actually did. He actually played came through for the third goal. Was an uh, Kuliseski won the ball back midfield. He was taking people on. He was putting yeah, really good passes. He, he sent this beautiful pass to Kane, and I, I've I never thought I'd ever say that. And then yeah, he got his first assist there. And then later on for the uh, for our fifth goal, um, he played it from midfield. Um, a high ball into Kane. So do you remember the one that Hoybier played into Kane at Leeds on the left-hand side of the post and then Kane finished it with his left on the on the far right corner? It was the same. It was basically the same thing. But I haven't seen Doherty play with this kind of confidence in in so long. Like, to be fair, Mourinho ruined him. Like, literally made him feel as useless as he could be. Um, <laughs> but, you know, that's classic Mourinho. It doesn't sound like me. I was going to say it doesn't sound like Mourinho at all. <laughs> Literally yeah, made that's, him. That's not Mourinho. You're joking. No, no way. That's, that's not Mourinho. I'm gonna find a, for the show, for the show image. I'm gonna find a picture of Doherty, uh, Mourinho with his arm around Doherty, smiling. Oh my god! <laughs> literally, literally bought him from Wolves to not play him, and then <laughs> and, and bought him from Wolves, and then to start him in a back four, which is not his position. He plays as a wing back in a back five, right? And then obviously Doherty's not going to be very good, right, in, in that position. So he was shit. Um, and then Mourinho just left him out of the squad like forever. And we've never seen him again. The only reason why he's obviously resurfaced is because he actually fits in the Conte's system. Um, and yeah, he, just, he looks quite good. And, and to be honest, right, don't get me wrong, I'd still happily replace these two wing, uh, right wing backs. Like, happily. Yeah, it was Everton. Out. It was Everton. Yeah, exactly. But out of the two... I'd I'd rather start Doherty in this type of um in in this type of system right so, um, yeah he had a great game um again I I I do think I know a lot of people were talking about um, uh Kane I think Kane got the uh, man of the match I think um because I think he broke Thierry Henry's goal record or something like that um, what a so, sentence what a sentence yeah so we're, getting so old, we're getting so old yeah yeah so I think I think that's uh, probably why um, he was being talked about so much, but I actually think that you know it goes unnoticed, and you know it's what it's what Pep it's what Pep said. Like um, the the clip that you sent of him, you know, he's not on the stats, but he makes people play better, and that's Bentancur, right? Literally putting him back in midfield made us so much better, like straight away. I think um, also Huyberg got some rest yeah. for this match. Um, he, he, I don't. He's not making play two matches in a week ever again. It looks like he. Yeah, when and, he's, and, he's and fine. The thing is, he doesn't have to do defensive midfield work oh. for two people because normally man. it's just him doing it, right? It's just him, and then the other guys are lost. So that's why whenever we do have Hoybe and Skip, we're a bit stronger. But when we have Hoybe and Winks, Winks doesn't. But he gets dribble past all the time. It's just yeah, he's not. He's 
Winks is a cup a cup game player. That's yeah, you know, and what he has is he has um he has that one pass a game kind of. He's, you know what he is? He's he's, he's the he's the Spurs McTominay mate. That's what he is. He's the Spurs Scott McTominay man. He just gets that one decent game. I think Spurs <laughs> have got quite a few McTominays, more than one. But uh, that's, that's something a bit different. <laughs> um, um, so, but yeah, you know, obviously, yeah, so it's a good result. Um, everyone basically got a goal in, in that game, um, which was nice to see. Hey, Begging fuck Regulon, bro. He's a troll, man. I had him in yeah. my FPL for ages. No, he comes on and scores. <laughs> Fucking ridiculous, bro. <laughs> the thing is, he came yeah, on yeah, and yeah. that was his first touch. That was his first touch. That's ridiculous. Game. And he, and I've had him in my FPL, I think, for like four weeks at that time. And he did nothing. Absolutely nothing. Got nothing. rotated like crazy, right? Went and caught COVID, did absolutely nothing. And then and he comes back, literally subs on for like 20 seconds and scores. And all the other times when he got into the box in that position, he, he whiffs. He just missed. What a troll, man. Absolutely Maybe there's a bit of turnaround with Conte and training and stuff like that. There, result, you know, man, there obviously is a bit of turnaround with Conte and training because like, like, even the fact that Doherty looks so different to me. Yeah. The, I, you know I, I wasn't even is. watching it from a Spurs fan perspective. I was just watching it as me and I could just tell instantly that Doherty had a hell of a match. Yeah, mm. yeah, definitely. You know, it was, it was a great result. It was, it was you know, we, we need that. That's the kind of result I expect against, like, that part of the table right but obviously we didn't get that for all of our um games in hand for example like we, we lost games that we shouldn't have and we drew games that we shouldn't have but that's what i expect for for kind of like a deteriorate like a deteriorating uh, everton side um and obviously yeah they're, they're not looking very strong they're obviously kind of a bit down um, they could literally go down yeah obviously where, where, yeah literally you know so you know i wouldn't take to like again it's very similar to the leeds result that we got where it was a good it was a good result Good performance from the team. Hope they just carry it on because you know us consistently inconsistent. I mean, we'll probably get battered by Man U. Nah, time. you're winning. You're winning. I'm well, telling sad, you, bro. We yeah, fat, like, we you're you're winning, bro. Won, we have it's nothing slow, about us. And you know what? You know what? I definitely think you're gonna win because I think Conte is smart enough to let us have the ball. Yeah, and you so lot are gonna, gonna just that. do I'll... transition FC, bro. Yeah, I just see it. I was going to say that because you guys are at home as well, I feel like you guys would play more with the with the ball. You'd have more of a possession. And because of that, that might play into Conte's plan. Yeah, I'm saying 2-1 Spurs, man. I'm not going to lie. I think we're going to win 2-1. Yeah, we always concede. <laughs> at least we are going to run out here, yeah, do some Captain Fantastic shit, you know. Speaking <laughs> yeah. of conceding, I thought that uh, you did very well to actually not concede in the Everton game because Richarlison and Dominic Cavaloon's back now as well. That's a very formidable yeah. two to, to not concede against, especially you lot, to not concede against. Yeah, yeah. Well done there as well. Yeah, no, because you know it. Just, Eric Dyer, baby, give him the England call up again. <laughs> you know, so um, no, I mean, yeah, we, we we actually were defensively quite organised, which you know, I you know, I normally don't say because you know, we're, yeah. we're normally not. It's it's normally an absolute mess. But to be fair, the the thing is, it's because Everton didn't get many set pieces. I don't. I, I think they got one corner. They got one corner, maybe like maybe two free kicks, but they were quite close to midfield. So we weren't really under any threat from that perspective um, because. We had two penalty shouts as well, actually. I just remembered now you mentioned that. Yeah, for me, our our main um, kind of weakness is set pieces, right? We concede in set pieces, like, man, they're like penalties against us, like, literally. Like, I'm telling you, like, Collins, if you guys get 
any free kicks near outside. You know, like them Bruno Fernandes random free kicks. With you're gonna, we're gonna concede. Like, Don't worry, Ronaldo's Ronaldo is. Oh yeah, Ronaldo's on free kicks. Yeah, thirty yards away from the. He's gonna, he's gonna yeah. it into Dyer's head. Yeah, pretty much. Um, I, I, yeah, I, I mean, I'd actually like to see how, how our backline deals with um your front line to be fair uh to see how they play against it because I, th- I don't remember like i think that at that time i don't remember if romero was injured in our first game that we played against each other i can't remember um i don't remember him playing yeah because i don't remember him playing i'd just like to see i mean th- this guy collects yellow cards like it's a freaking Yu-Gi-Oh collection or something you know <laughs> but um you know it'd be good to see oh uh, yeah be in- I-, I think it'll be yeah, interesting romero game, did play obviously- that game and he got a yellow so there you go. I'm saying two yeah. one Spurs, man. I'm saying two one Spurs. I can't call this uh, this one at all because yeah, uh, no, you both that. could implode yeah, at the same if time. They, if they if they play any any way they played against you lot against us, we're fucked. Oh, yeah, yeah, you guys are playing that for free. Playing uh, that for free, bro. Let's not forget. <laughs> and funny, uh, like, I'm just going to bring something back. Um, Connors, you'll know you'll know this for sure. All, you know all your club legends that have been going about that have been having a go at you lot, like uh, Pog, uh, not Pogba, he's like complete opposite. Um, <laughs> Uh, Skulls and Neville and uh, uh, Keane. What do they always say uh, that uh, Alex Ferguson used to say to them about Spurs? Oh, it's just Spurs. Don't worry about it. It's Spurs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's just Spurs. Like, yeah, lads, it's Tottenham, right? <laughs> yeah, that's exactly. Yeah, lads, lads, it's Tottenham. Lads, it's Tottenham. Fair enough. So Fair enough. We'll see if lads is Tottenham uh, next week. Uh, just to finish on that uh, Spurs Everton game, uh, if my math is correct, I did some. Harry Kane is 25 goals behind Jimmy Greaves now from being Tottenham's yeah. all-time yeah, goal yeah. scorer. Uh, he's obviously not going to get 25 this season. Uh, Son does a madness and starts assisting him just as much. But if he stays another year, he'll probably get it next season. So you never know. That might be the thing that he might he might stay if, for. Yeah, if, we, if, we don't, if we don't get top four this season, Kane and Conte are both gone at the same time. I think Kane's. I certainly think Kane's window to leave is is done now. I think. Um, you think? Well, uh, I, I think so. I, I think there will be someone else still take. Oh no, no, him. someone, will, uh, someone will take him. But I don't think that. I mean, the amount of money that Levy's going to want. I don't think you guys will get him anymore. No, no, I don't think. I mean, we just bought uh, Alvarez from River Plate. Yeah. He's five foot seven, by the way, guys. Um, and uh, that's, like, that's omni that's ominous that that that's just screams aguero it, it does but at the same time it just it's just a bit annoying as well because I, <laughs> you, 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 just uh, i'll get into it when when they're crossing into some midgets next time um another thing that might happen is everton genuinely might go down uh, like i keep laughing keep saying <laughs> because um it, yeah, as funny as it <laughs> Over the past three seasons, it's really possible. They've actually lost. Uh, they've had three hundred million uh, losses over the past three seasons, and FFP oh. say that if you lose that amount, they have to deduct you seven points. Uh, so what I think is going to happen personally is that Everton will brush it under the carpet and try and do an appeal that lasts a summer and gets them just to stay up, and then some Jippo club will go down instead, <laughs> really because of them. So let's hope that's what happens, and that's how Burnley goes down. Uh, the, so yeah, that's that's. Um, Everton are going to be the reason why Bernie survives. I'm calling it. Now. It's, it's going to be one or the other. It's going to be one or the other. Um, I'll move on yeah. to the next match, which was my second favorite match of the. Oh, some good goals there, weren't they? The yeah, yeah, yeah. Took out my mouth. Oh. 
them goals, yeah. Saka, yeah. Yeah. Odegaard, yeah. Listen. Oozing confidence. I'm buying my stock right now. My Odegaard stock. I do remember you calling him John of Saka at the start of the season. But since then... It was in retaliation. Everyone knows I like Saka, but it was in retaliation for my boy Rashford. But I think I was going to say, youngest under 21 to be doing it like that at the moment. Um, yeah, he looks quality, man. He's he a lot of great Wenger ball, if I'm being honest. Yeah, pretty much. It was great pretty Wenger much. ball. Uh, Ooze confidence, like I said. Well-oiled side. They were all great finishes. Mombato, what do you think? Um, just you... Just, I mean, the right, great performance uh, from, the, from the forward lads. I'm still a bit frustrated a bit that we kind of didn't really shut the game out in the last... Um, uh, 15 20 minutes, um, lack of game management. Um, you know, again, it's one of those, um, you know, results where we did make it a lot harder than, than we needed to. Um, I think going into like, like the last 20 or 15 minutes when um, Tizaka scored the second goal, I was I was literally thinking at that time, oh, if they score a goal here, it changes the complete like, because we were, we were really coasting in the second half, we were not coasting, but we were really like okay the, the three points are coming let's just keep it tight at the back and just make sure that we go into the last you know seven to five minutes you know with, with, with this two goal cushion and then just 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 bring it home but alas because we're arsenal we had to make it entertaining so um yeah had Suzuka score that um that second goal for them uh making it a bit tired but otherwise the, the start of the game was absolutely was was Good. Yeah, I mean the inter the inter like the interplay with uh, between Saka and uh, Odegaard was absolutely brilliant, um, which is definitely what um, well, you know what gets Mikel Arteta purring because he he just he loves that 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 wing play um, coming down the flanks and then working it um, from the inside um, because we had a habit of um, at the start of us. Um, get into grips with playing out from the back where we had this sort of like a horseshoe syndrome um, where we would sort of like, because we just weren't ever going to put the ball into the box because it was just utterly pointless if unless Gabriel or Ben White weren't in there, where we would sort of like work the ball to one corner, um, don't cross it, and then just sort of like play it out and then work it to the other corner and then just, just keep doing that. And maybe the ball does come in and then we'll, somebody would overhit it and then it will just do like just it will just be like the same process again until we're losing it counterattacks. But I think we've um, getting to grips with that that interchange, and it really works with Lacazette because he's just so good at just peeling off or not necessarily peeling off, but like just coming off the shoulder of the centre backs, coming into that to that little pocket of space just in front of the back four, collecting the ball, um, especially if he's back to goal. And at times, and, he, and it's, I love how he knows when when he when he has when he's got time and, and space to be on that half turn because he's a kind of player where like if the ball comes into him if you give him time and space he will be on that half turn to take a shot otherwise he knows they can set off to um Saka uh, Martinelli Odegaard several players that very well, around him. well oiled machine your team yeah I'm, I'm loving how we are I mean I know at the start of the season it's, it's so weird but look thinking back at our, at our, our first six games and I was even saying this to Demi, like just staring on the bottom of the barrel of what looked like to be just a season where we could have been Everton in a situation, just 
literally doing whatever it takes just to get three points, just to survive. But Fanny Cazorla managing. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think it's just like that, that commitment to the style of play, and I'd, I'd say also as well from 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 the owners. I mean, it's no secret that I, I give you know management and the directors like a lot of stick, but I think for them to come out and just say, look, listen, and say quite early on in the midst of us getting a, a, a string of bad results and people really considering the employment of like Arteta and Edu for the management to come out and just say, look, listen, this is our plan. This is what, um, what we have, what, what we want to do for the next five or so years. And, and then that's, that's, that's final. And just kind of just say, look, listen, there's, there's no smoke over here. We're keeping um, who we have. In, like, you know, in, 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 it's good to see, like, it's finally, it's on it's to see that the fruits of, like, their labour in terms of um, really sticking to a game plan, going out and executing it. And, you know, I think compared to the first 12 games where we weren't, God knows, I had no idea where our next goal would come from. Um, certainly wasn't going to be goddamn a bam, a, a, a yang, but now it just seems like Martinelli, Odegaard, Saka, uh, hopefully Smith Rowe when he comes back are just popping up with goals all over the gaff. So, um, uh, you know, and yeah, to just just to close out the game, it it was, I think it was a good a good ad- advertisement. I think it's the best way to put it. A good advertisement for hopefully what we can build upon. Um, throughout the summer and the beginning of the next season with one or two, uh, maybe three recruitments that we could make, um, probably one or two players that we could still do with just cutting out the squad. Yeah, well, you know, you mentioned like two or three signings. Kind of what, 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 what positions do you think you need to fill? Um, I'll, well, definitely the, the striker position has to be um, picked up again because obviously we're losing Nketiah. Um, Balogun is... Um, an uncertainty as to whether the club, because the thing is, if the club tried to put him on loan again, he that's him. That's him is done. He's he's calling it uh, quits to his Arsenal longevity. He he wants a string of games at Arsenal. Otherwise, he will just go elsewhere. And I think his contract expires at the end of the next year. Um, let's let's be uh, before you go on. Though, let's be honest though. The way you're making out there, Enketia and Balogun were never going to be Arsenal frontline starters really ever anyway. Probably. Well, probably. Well, I, I don't think. Ideally, I would. I probably. I'm quite happy with with, with Lacazette. He's just. He's the, the system that we're playing. He just works. Work. He just works so well. In terms of us getting a striker, I don't think this has to be like a marquee striker. But we could do with someone who is a bit more um, like nimble. Essentially, what Abamian was. Somebody plays on the shoulder of the. Of the um, a centre back and somebody makes runs in behind because uh, Lacazette doesn't often do that and um, we could just do with not necessarily a marquee striker but just someone who just takes the box of making runs in behind and um, can be capable of turning a, 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 a defenders when we need to. That's that's all we need. Nothing nothing special. Nothing over the top. Just someone who makes runs in behind, plays on the shoulder, so we can get the turn on the centre backs. Um, well, like a Bamiyang. Yeah, like a Bamyang, but somebody who's just who actually wants to be at the club. Yeah, okay. um, would you would you get Isaac? Because I feel like he kind of suits that a little bit. Yeah, Isaac Isaac is actually a real shout because um and as well like he, he he's he's like he's what he's like six one isn't he? Is yeah, I know he's yeah, fairly big. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's um, pretty tall for a striker, and um he's 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 nimble. 
and you doesn't look like it, but he's someone that when like you know, especially if a, if a team's playing on the high line, he, if he gets a good run on you, then you know it's he'll it, do some damage. And that's I think that's the kind of player that we need, but somebody who isn't going to like break the bank in terms of tra- like you know transfer money and um, wages. Um, and if I'm being completely honest, I do actually think that's the strategy going into the. Um, I think Arsenal are going to carry on doing what they're doing with their with their one person who's a main uh, marquee sign in the summer. So you had Pepe, you had, you had Ramsdale. If yeah, if one. that's the case, I I, I I I actually don't think it will be a striker. Though. I do think that they will skimp out on the. Um, you spent 50 on Ben White, to be fair. So it doesn't really matter anywhere on the pitch, I think. I, you've spent 50 on Ben White in, 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 in defence, obviously. Uh, Xhaka was 42, I think. Uh, Pepe is an attacker, 72. They, those marquee signings could be anywhere. Yeah, Ozil I mean, was in the I, middle I, of the pitch as well. Nowadays, I mean, I, I mean, we. I think, again, that the game's evolving and like this is changing. I think we also have to get, uh, get ahead of that, I, you know, wrap our head around the idea that 50 million is not a lot of money oh, it really isn't we're talking about the Premier League top flight football the the most lucrative footballing league in the entire world 50 million quid is not a lot of money for like a top six even top eight club now considering the, the income that, that they're making so I, th- I yeah, think if Wolves came through and said yeah we've spent we've spent 50 on so and so I'd be like alright things are changing there if a club like that did, I think we're still. Got, like, 50, I don't think they can. No, no. Oh, they they could, they could, they they could, they probably could tomorrow if they wanted to, really, with the Mendes stuff. But yeah. um, no. But um, I think. I think. Well, I think what's really getting clubs is just the wages. They just don't want to be paying like like for high wage. I mean, if we can get like a great signing for maybe a high, a, you know, a, a high transfer fee, and this just, you know, keep it a bit cash on the uh, wages, and fair enough. But usually, it's it's a bit, you know, it's. Yeah, this guy. I mean, even Martin Odegaard. What a, what a statement that is! I mean, the guy was at Real Madrid, and they obviously wanted him at one point. They didn't want this, oh, but they wanted him at one point. I, I, I can imagine. Uh, yeah, five years ago when they no, no. But the thing is, Martin Odegaard was it. It wasn't just it wasn't just Real Madrid scouting that kid. It was all of us. It was City. It was Liverpool. It was Arsenal. It was Man U. It was probably Barca as well. Um, that's a huge, I think that's this. He, 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 hear me out here. He did it. He's not pulled up anywhere near as many trees as Ozil has. But you've again taken from Real Madrid. Um, yeah, I mean, that was that, but that was always going to be um, the trajectory. He's always going to be leaving, uh, you know, Real Madrid for, for, for someone. I'm just glad it was Arsenal. Um, I mean, he was not treated well by Real Madrid at all. Um, I don't know anyone that has been. Yeah, he well, he was he was just, um, you know, just kind of used a couple of games, then loaned out to Real Sociedad or back to Norway, or just that was his career trajectory. But I'm, I'm, but I'm, at the end of the day, I'm glad he's at Arsenal. Um, but yeah, as for because I think apparently we have a budget of around two hundred million. Um, I, I, I either hope that we, I don't necessarily want us to be, we don't, don't. I shouldn't. I don't think we should stress ourselves to just, just absolutely bleed out the two hundred million. Just get the players that we need, and then just pay what money we need to just get the players that we need. Not like oh, we got two hundred million, so let's just spend a hundred million on whoever just to get this player by any means necessary, yeah. and just don't end up playing or anything like that, just to avoid another Pepe situation. Um, 
otherwise, heck, there's um there's a contingency of a lot of young players who I've seen play um in the not under twenty ones, but like in like so essentially our, our reserve squad. Uh, I know a lot of them are on, on on loan, like Aziz, um, and a couple more other players that look decent. Not necessarily we're going to be coming into the Arsenal squad and just be making waves, but like Pan that's the plan. The that's what the, yeah. that's 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 the club's philosophy going forward. It's these young players that will be, you know, making waves. And like, and I'm, like you said, Balogun isn't the kind of player that isn't going to be like our front man, but like it, it gives a lot of confidence to a lot of people in the club to see a player like that be able to um, start, you know, do you know what I mean? To, to really just take the reins for like the first team and actually be an example for um, the, the process and the philosophy that we, that we have at this club. Um, but yeah, but that's just obviously like, you know, we're just going to see what happens in the coming seasons and coming months, really. Um, otherwise, it was a decent to um, put a few goals behind uh, your boy, your boy Ben Foster. Some absolutely cracking uh, goals. Absolutely <laughs> lad. Goals. Just Mr. Bamiyang, he, he left them just... literally, but... Um... <laughs> <laughs> you guys are trolls, man. <laughs> um, but yeah, Again, boom. That's kind of... A few more players from the academy, you you might have a little class of um class of ninety two like Man United have going on because you're in the top four now as well. Oh yeah, campaign for yeah, class of ninety two campaign for the top four trophy. I love it. Class of twenty two. Class of twenty two. <laughs> class of twenty. All all players born inside of the inside two thousands. Yeah, yeah, exactly that. And talk like it as well, but uh, we'll talk about him another day. And he didn't play too. Hey, yo, listen, man, Lau, it obviously, man was off with COVID and that, but man oh, soon touched, man soon touched pitch in it. Say less. <laughs> <laughs> That's gonna be. Uh, I thought that was you it. Know, I thought, I thought we could we could pretend that Smith Road has sponsored the show and just say again, say I see breaking the press and that come coming true with the wisdom and that and the analysis analysis. Yo, is this anal sister that this says? No, <laughs> no, no, no pronounced analysis, Smith Rowe. Oh, I'm sorry, G. I thought it was anal sis. Um, yeah, so that's Arsenal Watford. Arsenal back in the top four. <laughs> Next game. Uh, exciting. Oh. Didn't think it was... I, I actually remember saying last week this was going to be a nil-nil and it turned into a 4-0. Uh, Chelsea-Burnley. Um, Chelsea have won three of the last three games. Uh, they have they weren't doing that before. Uh, they were losing most of them and drawing them. Uh, Burnley remaining winless in their last eight home games uh, to Chelsea, which was not a surprise really because they get a lot of nil nils there, um, and they usually get bang one nil by Chelsea as well. Uh, Chelsea's biggest away win this season since um, it was goalless at half time. Since they actually won at uh, Spurs, oh sorry, since Spurs and won at Aston Villa four nil. Um, I think we're all going to talk about one person in this, really, and or maybe two. But Reese James back. Well, he was my word. That goal, wasn't. Jesus Christ! That goal. He sent everybody. Unless he had shots. scored that goal, we'd, we would have we would have made uh, this topic just about that goal. He sent everyone to shop. Yeah, twice. If he, he did it twice, that that's what. Yeah, it was twice. And Yo. the keeper of Nick Pope's experience, no, Nick Pope's experience as well to be. To be absolutely bamboozled like that, uh, if that becomes one of Reese James's signature moves, a lot of people are in trouble, and uh, a lot of people are in trouble. Right, it looks like, it looks like, it looks like, it looks like 
It looks like he hurt himself from that, by the way. But no, he's injured. He, I think he is actually injured. I don't know. I, I... Yeah, no, no. He's, he's injured again. Yeah, he's injured after oh. that now. So yeah. thank God for that. Um, I, I, when I saw that he actually got injured and when he was injured, I actually think I've got a uh, point that um, I think they would be in the title race if he didn't get injured those two games, uh, sorry, two games, those few months before to, uh, yesterday. I think they would have been in the title race. I think they, he would have won them some games. Uh, that they were losing. Um, he actually missed uh, a Liverpool game that they messed up in and the game against us they messed up in and he would have played in those games and might have got a result and you never know, they'd be in the title race. So, Rick James, Reese James, I think that was because of him. Havertz had a good game as well by purely being tall, if I'm being honest with you. Um, yeah, so Chelsea 4-0. Uh, they're probably going to remain in third place. Nothing's really going to happen there. Uh, let's move on to probably what I think should have been 1-1 or at least a 0-0. It ended up Liverpool winning. Liverpool versus West Ham 1-0. Um, yeah, they're keeping the pressure on us still, even with 1-0 there. Mane, first half goal. Even though West Ham created plenty of chances, um, Liverpool did tighten up after half-time, I have to admit. Uh, Bowen got injured, unfortunately, uh, and West Ham couldn't actually sort their lead out um well they didn't get a lead uh, antonio got in the box messed about with allison for a bit uh and strangely enough allison actually held it down didn't concede um i think we if all of us have watched the game that right hand side as usual with trent alexander arnold over the top balls to salah this time salah just wasn't slotting him away and that was only this uh, honestly, Salah was pretty terrible that game. And, that was why I was one nil. Yeah, and, and the service from from Trent was so insane as well, which is why it's funny. yeah. You know the thing is, he he just had so many loose touches and loose passes. Like he always, and the thing is, he did it multiple times, even though he knew he was kind of off his game that day. I felt like it was just kind of weird. He kept trying the same stuff. He'd always play the ball out, basically for another runner to come into the right channel. But it was always short. The ball was always short. Um, so no one could get to it. So basically went back straight to West Ham every time. And they just didn't even let him. They didn't really let him cut in either. So it was it was pretty shut down, to be honest. I mean, that happens to Salah, though. Salah gets these like really quiet games here and there. Which is why I'm surprised they didn't play more from the left and use Robertson. A bit more. Yeah, uh, uh, Diaz did cause problems as well. I think I only saw yeah, Zoom yeah, exactly. Because, um, because that's kind of what that's actually what they did to us uh, last year. Uh, well, in well in the same season, but our, our first uh, meeting with them when we when we drew with them two two. Salah was oh, Callum, sorry, do you mean calendar year? Yeah, yeah, well, no, no, no. yeah. Well, well, season year, season year that way. Yes. But, um So Salah was anonymous that game as well. I actually don't remember him in that game in the game where he played us. Like, he, I don't remember him. He was basically kept quiet by Sessignon and Ben Davis. That's not as soon as I um, thought. I <laughs> I, yeah, I, honestly, I thought... You know, when we started, the thing is, when we started Sessignon, I didn't even think... I thought we were going to get peppered. Sessignon is a five-foot-four left-winger. Yeah, and, and the other thing with Sessignon is, that was his, like, second start for us. The first start that he had for us was in the Europa Conference League and he got sent off in 35 minutes. So, there you go. Ryan, imagine if what I'm thinking. Sort yourself out. Huh? I'm just telling Ryan if he's listening in, sort yourself out. Nah, he's, he's been playing all right. He's been playing all right, to be fair, recently. But yeah, no, he, he was quiet. But then what they did was they switched the play and they just kept playing from the left and Robertson really caused us a lot of trouble. Um, 
but they didn't like Liverpool didn't seem to want to do that um, against West Ham and. To be honest, it was close. Yeah, I, I think it should have been 1-1. I think it should have been 1-1 or 0-0 because that Mane goal, he's just as offside as Lukaku was in the Carabao Cup final. Um, uh, yeah, 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 I agree with that. Because Mane's black, they won't give it and Lukaku's black as well, actually, so that doesn't work. <laughs> no, I was going to say it's more racism from the FA, but they're both black. No, no. West <laughs> Ham uh, actually eventually unlucky because that chip from Fornals... I mean, he's a defensive midfielder. I don't expect him to be have Nenka chipping people, but it was so close to going in. Like, Alisson just got back yeah. just in time, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, I, like I said, most of that game was just Trent Alexander-Arnold giving it all his all, um, and it just yeah. I know you know what? he was good defensively and good going forward. So you know it was one. Of he the was good games. defensively as well, actually. Uh, yeah, but West Ham should wrong. should have gone home upset that they didn't. You're happy with that, Javid, mate? <laughs> yeah, I mean, if, if this 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 will keep you second. Um, <laughs> I mean, if, if Bowen is injured out for a while, let's hope that Antonio does start scoring again. This is what he needs, maybe, because Bowen um, is the one that was scoring. And you never know if he didn't actually get injured. Yeah, I mean, this scored. might this might help Antonio break into the box a bit more, make a bit more runs into the box because recently he hasn't been doing that. He's been dropping so deep. Yeah, um, yeah. But, the, but, that's, really... but that's to afford Bowen to let him license to roam to go forward. Uh, yeah. Lanzini, if you're listening, hang your head in shame because I I know there was a bad first touch and you set yourself <laughs> up. But the way you've clipped that over the bar, come on, you're at Anfield, just score, man. You do it everywhere else, you're not going to do it at Anfield. Shit stadium. Oh, that's enough for them anyway. They're, they're still second, so what's there to say about that? They lost it into the other day, but they're still going through in the Champions League, so there's not much more to say about um, Liverpool. Sorry. Uh, next game I'll talk about just quickly is Leicester 1-0 uh, over Leeds, which is quite good for Leeds, considering I've seen 7, 6, 7, 8, 9s all week. Uh, it was a slick... so, I just, so, so, so I didn't watch that game, but apparently like Leeds should have had some goals. Apparently, um, as in in terms of the way they were playing and like the score didn't. I mean, the score reflected the game in the end. They seemed a bit unlucky, and it did seem. Well, to see to see that uh, Leeds lose one 0 was almost like a win, in my opinion. Yeah, Leeds true. At the moment, the way they've been yeah, defending. yeah, that's, that's true. Not that um, not that Leicester have been great by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, Leeds nineteen so, so, shots so, so, four on target, so. Make of that what you will. Who's the person that scored? Was it? Man no, no, it was Harvey Barnes uh, that scored. Oh, yeah, and I've not, right? I'm not, I've, I've not seen, I've not seen him score for a while as well either. Funny enough, um, I just want to because. Um, Sorry, go on. What's his name? Vardy came back right for that Burnley yeah, game. Yeah, yeah. He's, injured. He's, he's 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 injured again, by the way. Okay. Madison's injured. Well, again you heard well. it here first. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so Vardy and Madison are both injured again. I've, I so, think with Dakana, uh, uh, they're fine. I, as in in that in that part of the the, the pitch anyway they're fine. Bonds, uh, Aka, I don't know what they do with Isa Perez if I'm being honest. Where they like playing him, and I don't think he'll be there much longer. Isa Perez because it didn't seem to have really worked out. So they need to change there. But I just I wanted to make a quick note about Jewsbury Hall. Um, he's getting a lot of football under uh, Rogers, a hell of a lot of football, and he's been in the he's been at the club I think maybe his whole life as well. Uh, I hope I'm not getting that wrong. Um, they're saying he might end up captain captain in the side later on in life as well. So that was just a quick one on Leicester and Leeds. Um, next is uh, Villa. Did uh, Villa actually beat 
Southampton four nil, which no one has no one's been beating Southampton four nil lately. We drew to them. City drew to them one one. Um, I think did some. We yeah, lost. Was it, we lost two one. Uh, I mean, wait, was it two? No, I think it was more. Three, three, yeah, it was three, more two, than that. Three two. It was three two. Um, yeah, no, I didn't expect that result to be. Fair. No, not at all. I, I, I definitely thought that Villa would be conceding in that game. Like I thought it was going to be a bit more end to end, but it really wasn't. Coutinho is running the show. I mean, you can tell that Gerard's yeah. his manager the way uh, Coutinho is playing at, um, at Villa. Yeah, yeah, definitely. A, yeah, Thank God for him as well. He saved my FPL week as well, my wild card. He's, <laughs> he's not, I, I, I had Buendia, then I got rid of him. Um, it was just yeah, no, I was like, you, I, I did back Coutinho this week because obviously he's doubling. I, doubling I, I, against, do you know? Uh, I don't think he's blanked since he came, has he? Uh, no he hasn't blanked no i mean i think there was maybe one or two weeks where they were where villa just were losing but like quite a lot like i think they lost twice in a row and then he didn't get anything there but he's he's got every time he gets points it's like big haul like he'd get at least one or two assists and plus a goal it's actually crazy um yeah i mean i i didn't do you know what annoys me is the fact that that Southampton that showed up against Villa wasn't the one that showed up against Arsenal. <laughs> like that, that just makes me so mad. Like I don't understand what what, what they think. Like, like why? And it's it wasn't the same one that showed up against you guys. No, either. no, definitely not. The one, that, the one that showed up against us was that they were trying to have. They had, there was in a cup final for some reason. Yeah. They, they were playing for, uh, and now they've gone to Villa and lost four 0 Mate, I know that Villa are not up. But Southampton won up as well. I, then again, it might just yeah, be a were, freak yeah. result as well. You never know. Yeah, true. Uh, maybe, maybe we'll get back to that. Who who they playing? I think they're. We'll get onto that after this. Let's just get onto the these last few games. We've got Newcastle, Brighton, three one. Um, Brighton are going downhill. You yeah, know, they suddenly lost from, from conceding none ever. Uh, all they were doing was just keeping clean sheets, and now all I do is see them just uh, concede. I mean, they had 68% possession and this, this was the fourth straight defeat. So something's going wrong there. All those uh, English pundits that were saying, yeah, Graham Potter for this job and that job. I'm not hearing them say that now. No, I don't know. Uh, it's banter. It's banter. It's funny, isn't it? Because, I don't know, like, they just suddenly, like, I kind of feel the same thing with Wolves, though, which, you know, it's probably the other game that we, we haven't, like... Uh, yeah. where, it's actually like, like, last on the agenda. They were playing Crystal Palace, yeah. right? I think. These these so called cool, like never concede teams, right? They've just been conceding. And then also the worst part about them is that they have no attack. They're they're all back, no front, you know? Like and if they've got no back either, right, which is like right now, like what are they really? They're so useless right now. Like they just concede like if you're only good at defending and then you can't even do that, it's peak. Because that just seems like what's happening to Brighton at the moment, as well as Wolves. They're both like that, to be honest. Like they just been conceding and then doing. Obviously, as soon as they concede, they can't do anything about it because they don't score goals, right? So you, they're most likely going to lose the game. Burnley teams so, like Burnley and West Brom and managers like Fat Sam and um, Sean Dyche, they have actually started creating a, a culture of bringing back that old style of football where they want to come up to the Prem. It's just style out, do nil nil, just do as many nil nils as you can, because you know you're not, you can't get relegated that way. And they, I know these clubs that come up like Wolves, uh, Wolves not, Wolves ain't the best example actually. Uh, clubs like Brighton, they know they're not going to get any Europa League football, Champions League football. So just nil it, nil nil it out the whole way. Um, 
Uh, and I think a lot of clubs are going to come up and do that. Um, I I hope that because Brentford didn't, certainly didn't when they came up. Norwich didn't, but look what happened there. It didn't work. Wolves didn't when they first yeah, came up. Yeah, I think the thing is, when these guys do come and play football, like come to play football, then they take a really big loss. It's just a lack of risks. Oh. And, you, and for me, you're in the Premier League. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, this is the Premier League. This isn't... I mean, to be fair with Norwich, right? I don't think they ever really tried to... Uh... Uh, I mean, I well, let's get on to Norwich then because they actually got banged pretty much at, at home by Brentford 3 1. It was Ivan Tony, Tony's yeah. first hat trick. Uh, Tony's back. In a, in a long, in a long, I, I can't read my hand right in here, but it was a long, long time. I think it's in, in nearly four games, 11 games. And last week I was saying that he needed to score. Uh, he got a hat trick. Uh, two killer pens versus Tim Krull, both to his right. Uh, Norwich actually had more shots, uh, but still ended up losing. It was Ericsson's first start. Yeah, well, right? and uh, he, start. I'll tell you what, when I saw him come on, he, sorry, when I saw him on, you could tell that he's a level above these people. Do you know that? Yeah, yeah you yeah, could yeah, tell yeah. he's a level above Brentford and a level above Norwich. Um, yeah, and two of the clubs, I, mean, it's, it, I mean, they've got, you know, what they, like, what they have in him is a set piece taker. A creative oh, he's going to be asked to do absolutely take goal kicks. Yeah, I mean, that's basically what happened, right? Is take everything, you know, except the penalties. Um, so, yeah, he was doing their corners. He did all their set pieces. I mean, I saw, because um, I was just a bit interested to see how he was playing with them, like, compared to us. And obviously, because he's a bit older now as yeah. well. Um, it seems like he's playing a very similar role, but a bit deeper. Um, playing those kind of really nice long ball passes. Those ones that you just don't see breaking the line past And he's always had the technique for Ericsson as well. I'll, I'll never forget that about him. He, he's just turned 30. He's just turned 30. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, I hope he does well. It's, it's a good, it's, to be fair, it's, uh, it's a good place for him to start. I, I, do you know, when I saw him playing for them, I thought, no, you've got to go. You've got to leave. You're better than this. What if they get relegated as well? Um, he is. You know what the thing is? I think they are. <laughs> there you, you go, then. He can't. I think that, yes, I think they will. Maybe the whole thing. No, because it, what, what, he he signed a six month contract with them, right? I think uh, only six months. Yeah. yeah. Don't worry, man. If 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 Conte stays with us, we'll bring Ericsson back. Yeah. So Brentford signed him on a six month, and they offered him an uh, option to extend. So um, that's probably uh, I'm assuming. Yeah. His option to extend will be, been thrown in the bin, I Yeah, he's probably chucked in the bin. He's probably like, no, nah, don't worry about this, you know. So. Yeah, I know. It, yeah, I know. It's good to see him again. Um, yeah. So uh, under Patrick Vieira, under Patrick Vieira, Zaha's looking a bit. Um, I never used to see Zaha track and press around the pitch. He used to act like, he used to act like Ronaldo. So hopefully Vieira's um, drilled that into him that he needs to behave himself. Put him in his place, man. Yeah, I, I, I've never liked Zaha's attitude on the pitch mostly. Anyway, as well, it's never been great. It's never been great. Uh, and there's there's a reason he's been at Palace his whole career. Um, but uh, yeah, they play, he played and defended well. Um, great out of possession, and you know they won the game. Wolves, like, what was we just saying about Wolves a second ago? They're clean sheet merchants, and they got two against them. So um, yeah. yeah, that was all the prem from last week. Uh, the next games coming up. So there's a few of the next games for you FPL lovers uh, that are going to be double game weeks, and that will be the Watford Wolves. Sorry, Wolves at Watford, Leeds and Villa. Be interesting leads of Villa actually. I think uh, Villa. Might... I think that'll yeah, be a really especially interesting Especially if Villa have changed. Uh, sorry, not uh, especially if Leeds have genuinely changed. Uh, we've got. 
Um, I'm hoping Coutinho runs 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 straight through them. Yeah, I'm definitely putting. Well, for my FPL, I'm definitely putting either what I I won't, I won't say now. I was even though I've made me a bit bait. Um, Southampton Newcastle, great game. Can't wait for that. Norwich Chelsea's coming back, and don't forget they got beat seven 0 in the reverse. We've got Brian at Liverpool. Now that uh, hopefully is a nil nil um, next week. Uh, we've got Man United at Tottenham, as we discussed. We've got Leeds again at Norwich, so Leeds double game week. I wouldn't suggest anyone buying any Leeds players. Uh, West Ham and Villa, so Villa's got a double game week. Arsenal-Leicester, I can't call that one because that, that's some sort of new rivalry, that game, uh, ever since 2015. Uh, Brentford and Burnley, make what you will of that. Chelsea of Newcastle. Yeah, Chelsea win in the end, I guess. Everton versus Wolves will be the most boring game, but we'll see. Southampton and Watford, and then Palace have hosted are hosting Man City. Uh, Do you think you're going to beat them in the reverse? It depends <laughs> if you play Sterling or Gondaman, and it depends if Andrews Taz... Right, stop abusing them. Stop abusing them. Listen, <laughs> look what we just did to Man United without Sterling and Gondaman, and... Do you know what? I don't even know what the what, what was the score. What was the Champions League score we was today? I actually don't know. Let's have a look now. Let me have oh, it was nil nil. What a surprise! What a surprise! It was nil nil. What a surprise! And he started on the one and <laughs> silver. And sorry, silver. And he did, he took neither of them off. Why did Scott Carson come on? I'll have to rewatch that. Work experience. Work Check us out on Twitter at Break the Press. Check us out on YouTube at Break the Press. Check us out on TikTok at Break the Press. And check us out on Instagram at Break the Press Podcast. See you next week.